In episode 516 with Dr. Stephen Cabral, we are doing something that we have never done on the show before. Keep listening to find out what that is. The Melissa Welcome to the Melissa Ambrosini Show. I'm your host, Melissa, best-selling author of Mastering Your Mean Girl, Open Wide, Comparisonitis, and Time Magic. And I'm here to remind you that love is sexy, healthy is liberating, and wealthy isn't a dirty word. Each week, I'll be getting up close and personal with thought leaders from around the globe, as well as your weekly dose of motivation so that you can create epic change in your own life and become the best version of yourself possible. Are you ready, beautiful? Hey, beautiful, and welcome back to the show. I'm so excited about this conversation. And I don't think this man really needs an introduction, but I'll give him one anyway. Dr. Stephen Gabral, he has been on the show. This is his fourth time on the show. And I'd find it hard to believe that if you listen to my podcast and if you're in my program, Holy Mama, that you haven't heard about him. I talk about him a lot. He is mine and Nick's doctor. We have been working with him since 2017. He literally saved Nick's life. He helped me get pregnant. And you'll hear how we're working together right now. But for those of you that have never heard of him, he is a board-certified doctor of naturopathy and founder of the Cabral Wellness Institute and stephencabral.com. Now, if you've not heard of his story, at age 17, he was diagnosed with a life-altering illness and given no hope for recovery. Every day, he suffered endlessly for many years. And it was only after Stephen traveled all over the world and discovered how to combine ancient Ayurvedic healing practices with state-of-the-art naturopathic and functional medicine did he understand how to fully rebalance the body and re-energize it with life. Today, in his online and Boston practice, where he and his team have completed over 250,000 client appointments, He uses functional medicine lab testing and personalized wellness plans to help people rebalance their mind and body to recover from autoimmune, thyroid, fatigue, hormone, weight gain, digestive, childhood, mood, skin, and a dozen other hard-to-treat health conditions. His mission is to help people understand that there is always a reason why you have not achieved your ideal wellness and weight loss goals and that you can and will get well again. Now, for everything that we mentioned in today's episode, you can check out in the show notes, and that's over at melissarambrosini.com forward slash 516. Now, let's bring on the incredible Dr. Stephen Cabral. Stephen, welcome back to the show. You have been on many times. This is your fourth time. I'm curious, has your breakfast changed? Well, I can say the good thing is my breakfast hasn't changed. It's still treating me well. I'm enjoying it. And uh, it's the best way to start the day. So no, it has not changed yet. (laughs) Awesome. I love that. I was curious. I was like, I wonder if he's mixed it up or if it's still the same as the last three shows. I bet from the very first show, the thing that has changed is that once a week, I do a 24-hour intermittent fast. So typically, I just do bet- I do around 13 to 14 hours from about 6 at night to 8 in the morning. And then for my body, that absolutely works best. But a one day a week, typically on Mondays, I do a f- kind of a full body called a one-day reset where I just go the whole day with either just doing some DNS or just do water and some herbal tea. And that's kind of one day of digestive rest until dinner. And then my family and I sit down to a nice dinner at night. So Yeah. Who would you recommend that for? Because that's obviously not for everybody. Yeah. Once you've done a a full 21-day functional medicine detox or at least a seven-day, and then you just get used to doing 12 hours overnight. So an intermittent fast is, there's a lot of different names and connotations around what is an intermittent fast. Now, whenever anything becomes popular, you know, people kind of weave it to be whatever they want it to be. But if you look you know, to the, the science and the literature, it's basically stop eating for 12 hours. So seven at night to seven in the morning, six at night to six in the morning. The, I always say you're going to get the most benefit, believe it or not, the more hours before midnight you stop rather than the more hours after you wake up. There's, it's actually a tremendous benefit. And you can track that with any of your favorite sleep trackers and you'll see an improvement in your HRV, your deep sleep and your REM. So I, I really try to stop eating by 6 p.m. It's difficult, especially when you have a family, but 
If you can have dinner around 5.30, finish at 6, and then I go to bed around 10, then that's four hours right away before bed, so I get a nice good night's sleep. My body's not using energy for digestion overnight. Of course, it's working on assimilation, but then after that, if you look at it, you know, you've got six hours already to midnight, and then if you go until eight in the morning, you're already at 14 hours. That, that's fantastic. I know for me personally, I have to stop eating by 5.30. So we eat dinner at five. I'm stopped by 5.30. I get such a better quality sleep because we go to bed super early. I was asleep by eight o'clock last night. I slept eight till five, which is amazing for me because I'm usually around the seven to seven and a half hours a night. Nick needs a little bit more than me. He's around the nine hours, but I slept from eight till five woke up and I was like, yes, I'm ready to take on the world. But I know for me personally, I have to stop eating around 5.30 and drinking a lot earlier than that. I get such a deeper rest during the night. So if you guys are struggling with your sleep, making these few little tiny tweaks can make such a difference. Completely agree. Yeah, absolutely. And for me too, 9.30 p.m., the nights I can get to bed by that time, fantastic quality of sleep. So completely agree. So today we are doing something super cool, something that we have never done on the show before. And that is, I'm going to be sharing very intimately my latest five lab results with you guys. So I'm like a bit nervous, but really excited at the same time. So for those that have been around here for a while, you will have heard of Dr. Stephen Cabral. If you are in Holy Mama, you will have heard of Dr. Stephen Cabral. So I have done his five big labs three times now. And we first started working together in 2017. And so I did them around then. I did them again before uh, Bambi. And then whilst we were on our conception journey, I did them again then. And I have just done them to get my body ready for baby number two. So I have been breastfeeding for the last two years. I have now finished my breastfeeding journey, which was very emotional for me, not for Bambi, for me. And I am getting my body. I'm working with Stephen now to get my body in the best shape possible to conceive baby number two. Now, I feel healthy. I feel great. I don't have energy issues. I don't have any symptoms whatsoever. However, growing a child, then birthing a child, and then breastfeeding a child for two years, no matter who you are, requires a lot from your body. So I am so excited to share these results with you guys. A little nervous, but also really excited. So Let's start. Where do you feel like the best lab to start with is, Stephen? We're going to go through each one. We're going to share my results. And he's going to give us some recommendations for someone who has similar things to me. And I think that would be the best place to start. And then we'll dive deeper. Yeah, absolutely. And one of the, I mean, and I commend you for doing this. I think it's fantastic. <laughs> it's also, you know, being vulnerable also lets people know that you can be healthy, which you are, and have an amazing, healthy family as well, but still want to optimize. And that's really what this is all about. Like, we're going to be going through your numbers here today, your specific biomarkers. We're not going to be diagnosing disease or anything like that, but because you don't have disease. But what we can look at, there's a couple things underlying that could be brought up or removed. So I always talk about in terms of general health, like your overall health span, how many years of life will you live with perfect, great health? Okay, so what we look at is there are the main causes of disease and mortality. There are heart disease and there are issues with stroke and blood pressure. There are type 2 diabetes and there are cancer. But with all of those four major diseases and main causes of mortality, because if you didn't get one of those, you'd most likely live to 90 to 100 years old, then that's the honest truth. So, but each one of those always has underlying root causes. They don't come from nowhere. And it's not just genetics alone. You're actually looking at what is a person's deficiencies, and those deficiencies actually compound once you've created life in your own body, that you've lived 35 plus years on this planet. And you know, you didn't mention as well, you have a family, uh, you have a child, you know, you 
full-term pregnancy, all these things, you're breastfeeding, but also you're running a business. Like there, there's a lot, there's stress, there's stress from all areas of life. That's just part of life. So what we try to do is not say, hey, keep being great in all areas, but if you need a little support, we're gonna show you what that is. And so that's really why we run these big five labs. Where I'd like to start is where we suggest most people to start. And that's with, let's say you don't run the big five, but you run the starter kit. The starter kit is your minerals and metals test and your omega-3. But even before that, like that, that's an amazing test because it looks at gut function, your mineral levels, your vitamin levels. We'll be talking about that. There's one other lab that you can run. And everybody 30 years and older really should run this lab. And it's the inflammation score test. So I'd like to st- start with that if that's okay. It's a simple finger prick that you did that tells you your omega-6 levels to your omega-3s. And then your arachidonic acid to your EPA. Why does this matter? Well, inflammation, the greater the inflammation you have in your body, the greater potential for any disease because inflammation is implicated in basically all disease. So it can affect your arteries, it can affect your mind, your mood, your hormones, you name it, and overall aging. So that's what we look at. Omega-6s are typically a little bit more inflammatory, but we need them. And omega-3s are more of the anti-inflammatory, okay? So we're looking at your score And it was a 7.2. Now you might think, okay, 7.2, what does that mean? Well, the average American has about a 10 to 18. Now this goes for average Australian or average anyone in the world, you know, basically who's eating a standard or not the standard, but yes, the standard American or Western diet. And they have a lot of inflammation in their body. So it's it's up to an 18.3 to one now. You have a 7.2. So you're already doing way better than your average individual. And of course we would expect that, right? And so the ideal, though, is below five and ideally a three to one, all right? So it's ideally a three to one. And same with your arachidonic acid to EPA. Arachidonic acid is the most inflammatory type of omega-6. We need some, not saying we don't. We need some overall for our cells. However, the EPA, which is the most anti-inflammatory omega-3 because it can actually create another omega-3 called DHA. And if I'm losing people, I'll pull it back in just a second. So basically, these are the two most anti-inflammatory omega-3s And you typically find them in wild-caught fish like wild salmon and trout and uh, what else? In mackerel and sardines and anchovies. And then from plant-based foods, you'd find them more in walnuts and algae. And you'd find it in, uh, what are some of my favorites? No, those are the main favorites. And then there's flax seeds and chia seeds, which are also excellent as well. So yours is a 23. That, we've run this lab before, and your lab has actually been pretty good. So what it means, and when we look deeper into this, it's actually, you're not eating too much arachidonic acid. You're actually not eating too much omega-6s. You're really not. It's that you're just not getting enough EPA yet. That's all. A little bit more omega-3. So we know now, again, there's no, that's why I love at-home lab testing. There's no guesswork. We know exactly what to do. So we're going to increase your omega-3 foods, where they're both, both great for you and obviously for your baby, and though unborn children, believe it or not, helps with nervous system development and and IQ. It's actually been shown that children with higher levels of omega-3 have upwards of 10 points higher IQ. I mean, this should really be taught, you know, in school and to doctors as well. Okay, that's awesome. Okay, so we're going to increase that a little bit for me. So we have run this lab before, pre-Bambi, and it was perfect. And you actually said to me, this is the best Amiga I've ever seen. Yes. So do you think that it came down for me because of just breastfeeding and, you know, Bambi taking a lot? It's absolutely possible. So we're going to be looking at other levels today where I look at it like this. You're not just rebuilding your body, right? Rejuvenating your body, but you're also building up another body. And so that's why it's always been said. And we, we actually ch- chatted about this on one of our previous shows that in in hundreds of years ago, and in some cultures still today that have carried on this tradition, there was a prenatal diet to fortify the body with all the vitamins and minerals and nutrients it needed. There was a perinatal diet while pregnant. These were the things to eat and also stay away from, right? A lot of the herbs and things like that that you wouldn't use while pregnant. And then there was the postnatal diet, which was actually then the rebuilding, rejuvenating diet as well. And you can get into like placenta capsules and all sorts of things that were, that were done as well. Now, again, this was done differently hundreds of years ago, but we, we haven't carried on those same traditions. And that is a bit more of what we need, but I correct me if I'm wrong, but previously you were supplementing with omega-3s 
and you may not be now, which is also the easiest way to bring up your omega-3 levels. And that's what we typically do in our practice in addition to either the plant-based foods or the fish. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I was, I was supplementing and then kind of got a bit lazy with it over the last six months and stopped, which shouldn't have done, but it's all good because we're here. And, you know, you said this before, testing is so important. And I talk about this in Holy Mama. Testing is so important. Otherwise you are literally flying blind. This is why I'm such a huge advocate for these five tests because I feel amazing. I have energy. I don't feel any symptoms. I don't get a lull at the end of the day. I don't get that slump at three o'clock. I feel great. I literally wake up in the morning and I have energy and I feel awesome. So you would kind of look at me and go, well, there's nothing there. However, when we do the test, you're like, okay, cool. We can tweak. We can optimize. We could do this, which is what we are doing and what we're sharing today. So yes. I love these tests. These are my favorite. I often get asked, why do these tests over any other tests with any other naturopath? And for me, I've worked with many other naturopaths prior to discovering you. And none of them have given such a thorough and broad analysis of what I'm actually looking for and trying to achieve. So I love these tests. And I think, yeah, they just cover all your bases. No, and I, and I agree. So we have access to every lab test in the world. And we, we probably have around 40 lab tests on our website. And so it's not that we don't. However, what I like to tell people is that health is not one single marker. It is an array of how all the different systems of the body are working. And that has to go beyond just blood work as well. So that's why we look at urine samples for certain things that we'll be talking about. But I, I wanted to go back to one point, because you made a really good point, is that you weren't supplementing for the last six months or so with omega-3s. And there's actually nothing wrong with that. Because if we were in your labs, and your numbers were perfect through your diet alone, then we would say, great, you actually don't need to supplement with omega-3s. Because supplements are literally to supplement a healthy diet that you enjoy eating. That's all. I mean, that's really what it's for. So with this, we can actually customize a nutritional supplement plan for you that you like. And it can be plant-based products or it can be paleo products, like whatever it might be. And you get to choose, right? Because it's your body. So at the end of the day, everybody gets to choose what they want to put in their body and what they also feel is best. And any integrative health practitioner that you work with or naturopath should be able to also customize it for you too and not make you fit into one specific plan. Yeah. So hopefully that helps. I love that about you too. You always offer both. You're always like, here's the plant-based option. Here's the not plant-based option. You choose, do what feels right and true for you. And I've loved that about you. You've never forced anything on any of your clients, which I absolutely love. So, okay. Anything else you want to chat about from that test or shall we move to the next one? Yeah. So that's the inflammation score test. And our job now is to have you make those small adjustments. And then we can retest that if we choose to in anywhere from eight to 12 weeks, because your body will be able to bring those levels back up. And then once you find the right food-based dose or the right supplement-based dose and your levels are perfect, then you know that, hey, that's what you need now to maintain those levels. And so you may retest in the future, you may not, but like, you know now, and then you test a new baseline, right? If you try something new, you test that and say, is this working for my body? So that's really what it's all about. So the next one that would be great to review is the minerals and metals test. This is one that is simple to do for children three years old and up. The inflammation test can be done as well, but same with this one. It's just a couple snips of hair. And you want to do about, an, for women who have longer hair, about an inch and a half for, of hair, or for men, if you have longer hair. And that gives you a 90-day sample. If every half inch of hair closest to your scalp is about 30 days of growth. And so that allows you then to understand what you're looking back into the past. And what the hair tissue mineral analysis test does is we're actually looking at protein. So your hair is protein. And what it does is anything that you excrete in terms of the minerals and metals we're looking at, it's going to be caught inside of the hair. So the nice thing is we have a non-invasive way to look at your levels that they actually use on PubMed for clinical testing for pregnancy and heavy metals. This, these are legitimate scientific studies. NASA uses it at the FBI and many others because they know that here captures those specific minerals. Uh, and all we do, so at the lab, they burn this down to an ash and they actually look at the minerals and metals. That's it. So women don't have to worry about, okay, or men, 
Again, if you're coloring your hair, anything like that, you just wait four weeks, that's all. And then you can take your sample and you can send it in. So what we look for here are stress levels in terms of the electrolytes. We look at your mineral levels and we look at heavy metals. So as I'm looking at your lab, what I look at first is the calcium to magnesium and I look to say, are they in balance? Because everything's about ratios. It's not just about any one specific marker. Everything has a partner. Calcium and magnesium go together. Uh, sodium and potassium go together. Zinc and copper go together. So on your lab, without me going through every single marker, because we've got a lot of markers to go through, I can see your lab and I can say, okay, Melissa actually needs a little bit more calcium than she does magnesium. And one of the reasons for that, and this is not uncommon, is when you are breastfeeding and after pregnancy, it is very possible that your stores are a little bit lower than they should. And why this is important is that women, for the most part, have made the as much bone mass as they're going to make in their lifetime, like as they're part of their skeleton, after about the age of 27, so right up to 27 years old. So our job, you and I working together, is to keep all of the bone mass you have throughout your entire life and of course, we use strength training to keep that up and things like that. But we just need a little bit more calcium. Again, more from food, some from supplements if we choose to. Okay, cool. So when we first did this lab, I remember my mercury being so high. And then I did your heavy metal detox and we completely got it down. However, we've retested and there is a tiny bit, which I'm really surprised about. Where on earth will that have come from is my first question. And second, why this is all so important, especially this test, is because the mother will pass on any metals that we have in our system to our baby. So it's really important that we get out any heavy metals. Like I had mercury, very high levels of mercury. My mom had mercury fillings and she only just recently got them out. So I could have got it from her. But how did that creep back in? Yeah, so I actually, I just pulled up your previous lab that we had done before, and it was quite elevated. Yeah, there's absolutely no doubt about that. And so you already beat me to it. We're right to the heavy metals. So when we look at heavy metals, we're looking at lead in the body, mercury in the body, cadmium, arsenic, and aluminum. And some of them are very pervasive in the environment. And so we hope to never see lead, cadmium, or arsenic. But sometimes we see a little bit of mercury. Now, mercury is going to come from three to maybe four main sources. For most people, they're eating far too much tuna fish, swordfish, or larger fish that contain mercury. That's the easiest way to get them. Okay, the second one, although controversial, but we're just being unbiased and we're just saying that this is a way that you can get mercury. Some vaccinations have mercury. And that's just the way that they're made and how they're used and attenuated to actually get the virus into the system or whatever it might be so that your body can actually have an immune reaction to it. That's why it's there. And then your body fights that off. So that's another one. The third one is from silver or mercury amalgams in the mouth. And so over time, they begin to upturn and little tiny amounts of mercury are released into your body as you chew. So that's, that's another one. And then some of it is actually can be in the water and it can be in other sources as well that we're not always aware of. The new, brand new LED lights and things like that can have mercury. Now, should be totally enclosed, should be no issue unless they break, but it could be an issue. So for us, and, and you'll have to let me know if any of those resonated with you, that you have a very small amount. So again, we don't have, you don't have a lot of mercury. You took your levels way down but there's a small amount of mercury still in the body. That's so interesting because I'm like, okay, where? Where on earth did that come from? Like I'm, I've went through those four areas and I'm like, nope, my mom got her fillings out. Uh, yeah, every area. So I have no idea unless, I mean, I don't know. How, what, what do you think? Well, if I think that, if, if you have not had your, if you have not had fillings or, shots, we'll just say, or obviously not eating a lot of fish, things like that. There was contamination. So that's always possible is that there was a mercury contamination of water source, etc. So that's, that's the most likely. The second one is that since we did not do a direct follow-up to this test within the last couple of years, just this specific one, we've run other labs like hormones, inflammation, etc. Maybe 
because you only have one marker. That's it, one little tick. It's a small amount. There might have just been a little bit more to go mm. to get it out of your body. Maybe we took it all the way down except for that last small amount. And that's always possible. Again, that's why we retest every six months for this. Yeah, okay, cool. Awesome. But also I said to you that I didn't want to over worry on this one because it's such a small amount, but you and I are both into complete optimization. And so I want to make sure that last little bit is gone. Yes. And so you actually said to me on our call, I'm happy for you to get pregnant with that tiny, tiny bit there. Like you're happy with that. However, if you want to optimize, let's do a heavy metal detox before you get pregnant again. So, which I was like, yep, let's do it. So I am currently doing that right now. I literally started today. So I am doing your heavy metal detox right now to just get rid of that last little bit of mercury. Absolutely. And and if you have the time, meaning like the reason I mentioned that as well is I didn't necessarily know the timing on trying for baby number two, because what you don't want to do when pregnant is detoxification-based protocols, because you're actually releasing these then from stores potentially in your body, and then it's in your bloodstream, which could then move through your placenta and and the fetal cord, and then to your baby. And so we... From, in my practice, we always do things very conservatively and safely for the mom. And so, you know, that's what we worry about. However, even if you didn't test, so fantastic to be able to do a functional medicine detox and then a heavy metal detox before trying to conceive because you want to get any metals out of your body. And you do really well with metals, like your aluminum is way down, your mercury is basically non-existent. And so for us to do this, it's a great, even like... just just to put the mind at ease, right? Get rid of the last little bit of heavy metals and then you know that you're not going to be passing that on through fetal cord blood. Yeah, absolutely. And you did touch on this and you said it is really important. You don't do any of this stuff whilst you are trying to conceive. It's very important that you do all of this prep work. I talk about this in Holy Mama in the Conscious Conception module. You do all of this prep work. You do all the detoxing. Then you do the rebuilding. Then you make your baby. So we don't want to be doing the detoxing and the rebuilding whilst we make the baby because there's some herbs in there we don't want to be taking whilst we are trying to conceive. So that's what you meant by if you've got the time, you know, do these things. Yes. It's so important. And it's such a gift that you're giving yourself and your future baby. This is such a gift. If you can give yourself this time, you know, a minimum of three months to really prime your body. And like you said, you know, even if you don't do the test, doing a functional medicine detox or a heavy metal detox is just going to get you into such a great place. Agreed. And it's also the peace of mind as well. You just don't have to worry about it because it lets you know that your body's in the perfect spot and position to be able to create life within your body and in the best and most peaceful way possible, because that's a big part of it. You just don't want the stress, the worry, the inflammation. And when you are doing detox protocols, that's just one more stressor on the body that we just prefer to do before conception, just like you said. If you're ready to move on to the next test? Yeah, let's do it. All right. So the next one is part of that starter kit too. That's called the uh, Candida Metabolic and Vitamins Test. And this one looks at gut function, from a yeast and fungal-based perspective, an overgrowth of bacteria like Clostridia difficile. Then it looks at your energy and your mitochondria, the neurotransmitters such as dopamine and norepinephrine and serotonin, so the kind of like the reward center, the feel-good pleasure center of the body. It looks at overall detoxification, how you're using sugars and carbohydrates, and your vitamin levels. So we just looked at your mineral levels. Now we're going to look at your vitamin levels as well. So all of these are really, really helpful to see. What about parasites? So parasites are on a bacteria and parasite stool test. So this is a urine-based sample, and you're not able to find parasites through a urine sample. Right. And do you recommend people do this as well? I recommend them to do a bacteria and parasite stool test if they have an autoimmune issue, or they have uh, a lot of digestive issues, then the answer would be yes. I would recommend that on top of the big five if possible. Now, if you can only run one lab, you always look at what is the most, I always call it egregious, like what's the biggest symptoms you have that you need to fix first, that if you move that domino, everything else will fall into alignment. And so if someone comes in with gas, bloating, digestive systems, uh, symptom issues, loose stool, joint pain, 
then yes, I'm running the bacteria and parasite stool test first, even before the big five. So it is there is a bio-individual aspect to all of this. And again, always the patient or the wellness client comes first. Yep. So in this particular lab, one of the reasons why people do like this one, again, for children and adults, is that it's a simple sample to take. This is first morning urine sample. It's just 30 mLs, and then you mail it right back to the lab. That's it. And so on yours, yours was an interesting one because we've obviously worked on digestive function in the past and, and everything looks good. And for the most part, you're doing really, really well. So we saw a little elevation in called a rabinose. That's a specific type of a candida marker, but none of the other ones were elevated. So if we see one elevated, it's always going to be the arabinose because that's the greatest amount of yeast-based let's call it metabolites in the body. So if we see one, it's going to be that one. So I typically don't get too worried if none of the other ones are elevated, they weren't. However, some of your beneficial bacteria was actually elevated. And so this was an interesting one because you might say, oh, well, the more bacteria in my gut, the better, right? Well, no, not necessarily because that can then lead to what's called SIBO or small intestinal bacterial overgrowth. So we actually don't want too much bacteria or too little bacteria. And so in your case, we actually had too much beneficial bacteria. So what do we do? We slow down on the probiotics and we actually start to do a little bit of a removal. And a little bit of a removal will be a little bit less of the fermentable-based foods. I could talk about that if you'd like or people can learn more about that. And then what we do is we use a product like GI Balance and a couple of other ones which just begins to remove a little bit of that bacteria, the overgrowth that shouldn't be there. Not the beneficial, but the overgrowth. Yeah, very interesting. Super interesting. So I was having fermented vegetables. So I would have like a tablespoon with my lunch and a tablespoon with my dinner. So since getting these results, I'm like, okay, I'm just going to pull back on that for a little while. Is that a bad food? No, not at all. But for me right now, after looking at my results, like you said, I have an overgrowth of the good bacteria. So just pulling back on that because I wasn't currently taking a probiotic. So that was the only thing that I was taking where that could have contributed to the overgrowth of the good bacteria. Without a doubt. And if you think about it, in a tablespoon of fermented vegetables, you could get anywhere from 100 billion to a trillion probiotics. So, you know, we're talking about so many probiotics, right, in those. So the thing is, I'm not saying fermentable foods are, are bad either but it may just be too much for your gut right now. That's it. So one teaspoon twice a day or one teaspoon once a day might be enough for right now, but not the two tablespoons a day. Okay, awesome. And that's what we learned. So that's good. So all of your mitochondrial markers look great. That was the amazing thing. Seeing this, we saw one elevation. That's all your neurotransmitters look great. Literally, that's why you also feel great waking up. You have energy, you have drive, you have ambition, you feel good. It's because your dopamine, your norepinephrine, and your serotonin all look good, which are fantastic. There was one marker that was elevated, and that's oxalic acid. It's an oxalate metabolite that we look at. And typically then right away, people go to, oh, I need to remove then all of my high oxalate foods, my spinach, my beets, all of those things. But the truth is, and this is what I shared with you, is that sometimes it's not enough magnesium, and sometimes it's not enough vitamin B6. Some of the cofactors needed and vitamin C to move the oxalates out of the body. And so as we scroll down now to your vitamin levels, believe it or not, we see we need a little bit of an increased need for methylfolate, so folate, an increased need for vitamin B6, and an increased need for vitamin C. All your other B vitamins, your CoQ10, your biotin, your glutathione, all of those were fine. But we saw methylfolate, we saw B6, which you need to convert those oxalates, right, to get them out of the body, and vitamin C. So the nice thing is, you don't need to just totally go on a low oxalate diet. What we need to do is just get a little bit more of uh, B6, which is called paradoxal 5-phosphate, P5P, and methylfolate, not folic acid, but methylfolate into your body to help with this process. And vitamin C. And vitamin C, that's correct, exactly. Interesting. And that'll run low. So think about it, with stress, just from life stress, vitamin C can start to run low. You just And you don't need to take 10 grams a day. You only may need another gram a day, that's it, maximum. Do you know what I love about you? Many things, but so you look at that and you go, okay, that oxalated stress, is that what it was called? Oxalic acid from oxalate metabolites. Yeah, okay, so you look at that oxalic acid and instead of just going okay, that's elevated. 
we've got to go and do something, you go, okay, well, that is affected by Bs, magnesium and vitamin C. Let's go see what they are doing. Oh, that's interesting. They're low. Okay, so that could be contributing to that. So this is what I love about you. It's literally a puzzle and you are helping put all of these puzzle pieces together. And that is what I love about what you do. And it's so individual. And my protocol is very different to Nick's protocol. And so many people come to me and they, they want one size to fit all. And it's not how it works. And this is why doing these labs is so important because everyone is so different. There is no point in someone doing a heavy metal detox if they have no metals in their system. You know, don't, don't spend the money on a heavy metal detox if you don't need to do one. So I love that it is so individual and you really are a detective. You're a little scientist going in there and going, okay, cool. Well, that's interesting that that's high and that's low. And let's go look at these other pieces that could be contributing to that. I love this. Awesome. I appreciate that. And that's what it should be about. It's also how can you execute the simplest possible plan with the greatest amount of results for your patient or wellness client? That, that has to be it. Because if you give them 30 nutritional supplements and you know, 100 different exercises and diet and all the, they're not going to be able to follow through with it. But if we can find the four to six things that you need nutritional supplement-wise maybe, the half dozen to dozen foods that you want to add to your diet or take away that, that would make the biggest difference and then add a little more strength training, a little less, maybe a little bit more walking instead of hit. You know, and so we look at all those things and, and just like you said, it's all bio-individualized. And I think that that's, that is the future of medicine. And, but it's here right now, as we like to say. Like, you can get all of this right now. And the only reason I know about this is because this is what saved me. I mean, I was sick at 17 years old. Most people have heard my story on your show as well and took two years of going to over two dozen different medical specialists. And then I went to a naturopathic doctor and they ran some of these labs. And I said, oh, there's a whole nother story that I've never been told. And then of course I went back, got my degree and interned and studied and all that. But this is available to everyone. And so, yeah, it's, uh, and, and it's, it never gets old, right? Because it is a puzzle. Every time you open up a person's labs, even if it's the same person, they're not the same person they were six months ago or a year ago. And that's why it's amazing to look at this. Yep, totally agree. And I am completely different to Nick. And so both of us have just recently run all five labs getting ready for baby number two because ladies, your partner, a part of this puzzle as well. So they need to be 100%. on board as well. So if they can, do the labs if they can do a functional medicine detox or a heavy metal detox, whatever they need to do for them. Awesome. We want three months of optimization before the next baby or before the first baby, ideally. Let's do this together because it takes two to tango. Yes. And it's a good point about the first baby. The first, if you, if you can, again, like my parents didn't know any of this. You know, I seem to be okay to today. I don't know if your parents knew, but the oldest born typically always has the highest tox load. Why? And that is because they take everything first from the mom. They're a natural chelator. And so they get the metals and they get the candied and they get a lot of other things first. So it's not uncommon to see the oldest, sometimes with more you know, not, I don't want to say health issues, but you know, there's some learning issues or there's some mood issues or there's might be higher metals or immune imbalances or allergies. It's not always the case, but it's just good to know that because again, that doesn't mean they have to have it their whole life. They can also do their own heavy metal detox. They can do their own, you know, CBO protocol, those things. So, but I like to point that out because it was the case for me and my family. And, um, and it is for many other people we see in our practice and that it's okay. Very interesting. Yeah, a lot of people say that, uh, yeah, the firstborn, the, yeah, the mother goes through the biggest detox. She has the biggest detox of her life giving birth. Yes, without a doubt. And she may feel great. And so that helps her. But then again, we have to look at the child as well. So if you get the opportunity, most of us don't. But if you can do those detoxes before your first child, phenomenal. This next lab is the food sensitivity test. We test for over 190 different foods. And this is actually from a was called an IgG perspective. Whenever you hear Ig anything, IgA, IgM, IgG, IgE, you'll hear that. And it has to do with the immune system. Ig just stands for immunoglobulin. It's basically a white blood cell that attacks anything it sees as foreign. And when you look at IgE or IgA, it's basically first line of defense. 
It happens within seconds to minutes to hours of you encountering anything in your environment or food-wise that you sense as foreign or that your body wants to go after. IgM, I call it an intermediate immunoglobulin, so you have a reaction within about a day or so. And IgG is a delayed reaction. So that means a day to three days later, you could eat a food and you have brain fog, joint pain, lethargy, low mood, could be even hives that are delayed as well. And that's why it's difficult to pinpoint. That's why we do an IgG food sensitivity test because most people know if they eat shellfish and they get hives, well, they're sensitive to shellfish, right? And so we're not going to eat that. But IgG, you don't always know, and it can be contributing to filling up that rain barrel of inflammation. So what I'll say is this, 190 foods. You made my job very easy. This is by far and away one of the best food sensitivity tests that I've seen, which means you have good, like not a lot of gut permeability, which is amazing, because you had one food sensitivity and it was so minor as well, and it was almonds. So you have a minor sensitivity to almonds, which means that we remove it for six weeks, and then we can start to introduce it once a week after that if we'd like. Interesting and gold star for me, but why would that have come about? I have my theory. So I, in the last six months, have never really eaten, like occasionally eaten almonds. Like it's not something that I I would eat a lot of. I discovered this local lady who does the best organic activated almonds. And I turned it into my own almond butter. And I'm, I'm embarrassed to say that I would have heaping tablespoons of it every day. So did I give myself that allergy? Or what are your thoughts on that? Because I've never had an almond allergy ever before. So tell me, did I give myself that allergy? Well, it's possible if you went from not really eating a lot of almonds to then consuming it like in a good quantity, meaning like (laughs) tablespoons per day, yes. Your your immune system would be like, we haven't seen this in a long time. Now we're seeing it over and over and over. Is this foreign, yes or no? Now that won't always happen. I just want you to know that. But we have seen that happen, yes. Now you could say, well, I'm eating the same amount of, uh, you could pick something else and it's not showing up. You're right. Your immune system, we don't get to pick and choose what it decides to go after. Because also we're looking at the proteins. So it doesn't matter that we look at vegetables or meat or fish or nuts or seeds or whatever it might be on this test. Because we're not looking at the fat, we're not looking at the sugars, we're actually looking at the protein reaction, the amino acids that the body's reacting to in this way. So we don't look at lectins or oxalates, we're looking at, again, an immunological reaction to the specific amino acids. So what can happen is sometimes, believe it or not, almonds or other things, now it's not typically almonds, can be cross-reactive with certain viruses or autoimmune issues we see. So for example, we see a lot of egg allergies, especially amongst, again, I'm, I'm putting not putting out this, but a lot of vaccinations and shots are actually made with an albumin or an egg embryo as well that can be, not always, that can then be cross-reactive. And because it's purposely put in your body to create a reaction so that your immune system goes after it so that it recognizes that virus in the future and you have a normal immune response. Like that's how these things work. And so that's one case, but also we've seen cross-reactivity in people with Hashimoto's where they don't do well with coffee, soy, certain nuts and chocolate because there seems to be a cross-reactivity with the immune system that goes after the specific proteins uh, that would lead to a thyroid-based autoimmune issue. So it's not always known. Um, That's the honest answer. But yes, if you go from not eating that food to consuming it every day and in a good amount, there absolutely can be a reaction to that. Yeah. Okay. Good to know. Don't go and eat copious amounts of tablespoons of Almond butter, everybody. <laughs> That's right. You can ease it into your diet, just like we'll, we'll do. So we'll eliminate it for six weeks, maybe 12 of the most. And then what we'll do is we'll just have it one day a week, let your body get used to it, assuming there's not going to be any reaction, but you'll be watching for it now because you'll notice a little skin itchiness the next day or you know, a little more brain fog, you might notice a little something, you may not, to be honest with you. And that's okay. It's happening under the skin, in the body, from an inflammatory level systemically. It doesn't happen in your gut. It happens overall in the body. So then after that, we can go to twice a week, the next week. And then we can just start to ease it in for as much as you feel appropriate. But for most people, I like to say, if you can vary your diet in general, it's going to be overall healthier and less reactive. Absolutely. So interesting because after I ate almonds, I would get a tiny, tiny bit of eczema just on one finger. And I thought it was because 
I was washing up, you know, washing with the dishes and, and I use an organic, non-toxic washing up liquid. But I was like, oh, that's interesting. It's coming up. And it would come up after I ate almond butter. But I don't think I really wanted to admit it to myself. And so it's so good to have this lab and go, okay, yep, Melissa, look at this. You are having a reaction to the almonds. And as soon as I cut the almonds out of my diet, that is completely healed up. And, and that's, again, that's just looking at the point in the body where there's a little weak spot, right? Eczema on the finger that gets triggered with a little bit extra inflammation that you're not used to having. The same thing, unfortunately, happened to me with coconut milk. I used to love to put coconut milk in my smoothie, added a little bit of thickness. I enjoyed the flavor, a little bit of texture over just water. And over time, though, it ended up being sensitivity. I didn't get the skin rash, but I actually started to get a little bit of dizziness. Couldn't figure out what it was. And I went through everything. I was doing like physical therapy moves, all these different things. And then I'm like, all right, let's go back to the basics. What has been new over the last month or two that I've added in? I said, it can't be coconut milk. I've used coconut milk before. Lo and behold, when I took the coconut milk out, three days later, it stopped. I brought it back in. About two days later, it started again. I said, all right, no more coconut milk. So these things are good to do, uh, even if you're not running a food sensitivity test. Interesting. I love it. And were you able now to introduce it in little little bits without having that reaction or uh, what has been the case for you? I've just moved on from coconut milk. That's what I have <laughs> to say. It's just, uh, yeah, I've, I've actually said to myself, I do better with, uh, for me, like my body. I know you do great actually with nuts and seeds. I don't do great with nuts and seeds. So I said, you know what? I'm not going to continue to battle against my, I remember for me, three years, uh, over 3,000 capsules of amoxicillin I took from my gut. And even though I'm perfectly healthy and things are good, for me, nuts and seeds just don't seem to digest as well. Now, I have some flax seeds, I do want to say that, and some chia seeds, but I don't do a lot. And so for me, I just said, okay, I'll make my smoothies with water and, and uh, I'll, have, I'll enjoy other areas of my life besides that. Yeah, awesome. All right, we've got one more lab test to go, and that is our hormones test. This is the stress mood and metabolism, and it's actually a really robust hormones test. It is the best lab that you can run. People ask me all the time, what about this test? What about that test? I'm telling you right now, there is no more comprehensive test that actually shows you free hormone levels, meaning like what your body can actually use, than this lab, because it goes through your estrogen and progesterone, your testosterone, your DHEA, cortisol throughout the day. That's all done with a saliva sample. There are actually four saliva samples during the day. Then it looks at your thyroid from free T4, free T3, which is actually usable thyroid, then TSH, which is typically only what your doctor will run, then TPO antibodies to see if there may be an autoimmune issue, as well as insulin, hemoglobin A1C to look at your blood sugar levels, and vitamin D. And so we ran this for you. And there's some huge wins, meaning like, when you're trying to get pregnant, it's so important that your progesterone levels are above 175 during your luteal phase. Now, you can get pregnant with them below that. It's not that you can't, but ideally they're above 175 because the actual implantation process during the luteal phase is just so much more likely as well as the healthy development of your baby during the first trimester. You just need strong progesterone levels. Your levels of estradiol were a 1.9 and your progesterone was a 236, which is amazing because we've run them in the past and they're actually better than they were three, four years ago, five years ago. And so that shouldn't happen, right? As you get older, your hormones shouldn't be as strong, but they are. And your estrogen progesterone ratio is perfect. I would say seven or eight out of 10 women in our practice are estrogen dominant, meaning they have higher level ratio wise of estrogen to progesterone when really you need strong progesterone levels. It's the number one reason we see in our practice for women not being able to get pregnant is estrogen dominance. And it comes from higher levels typically of cortisol and lower levels of thyroid. So when now we look at your testosterone, we want it ideally between a 16 or ideally between a 20 and a 40 or a 41. It's also one of the reasons why you have great ambition, drive, strength. You feel fantastic because you have naturally high testosterone levels. But at a healthy level, because in the past, you actually had high levels of testosterone. We helped to normalize those. You've got great DHEA, and your cortisol levels look good. The only thing I want to do is just break down the cortisol just a little bit more at night before bed, even though it's almost perfect. I like to shoot for perfection. There's nothing wrong with that. 
And your thyroid um, couldn't be better. You know, so that's the thing is like you've got a good, strong, healthy thyroid. It's great for your metabolism. It's good for mood, good for cholesterol, good for the hair, et cetera. Your insulin and hemoglobin A1C all look good. Um, the marker in the morning for insulin is a little elevated, not because of blood sugar, but actually just because of the rise in stress, like as your body gets going in the morning. You know, you're you're not a new mom, you're a mom now, but like you've got a lot of things probably on your mind and go, go, go when you first wake up. So we're kind of kind of just ease into that just a little bit more if we can. And then the last thing is your vitamin D. Obviously, you're someone that typically maybe gets good sun, all of those things, but it's not optimal right now. So there really was only one main thing I wanted to work on. Well, I could say evening cortisol a little bit, but it was vitamin D. You were a 39. And when we look at your 25 hydroxy vitamin D, yes, you want to be above a 30. That's good. But ideal is 50 to 70. And so we just need to up that vitamin D just a little bit in order to for you to be in the perfect zone for immune system, bone health, metabolism, blood sugar, and just you know overall immunity, which I think is just very, very important. So uh, that's something we'll work on, whether it's going to be a little bit more sun, that's up to you, or just a little bit of vitamin D. Not even 4,000 IUs that most people should take, uh, which is uh, 100 micrograms, but it's half of that. It's 2,000 IUs or 50 micrograms per day, and you'll be right in that sweet spot. Awesome. Go me. Go me. This is very exciting. And considering I've just finished, you know, two years of breastfeeding, like I was really impressed with these labs. So I'm so excited for this next phase of my journey. How often do you recommend someone do these five labs? We recommend them annually, just like you would run your blood work with your doctor once a year to make sure that there is no serious health condition disease-wise, you want to run the big five, which looks at the underlying root cause, which then allows for disease. It would be almost impossible for all of your big five to look great and you be optimized. And then you end up with high cholesterol, high blood pressure, type 2 diabetes, cancer, one of these things. And so like, our job is to look at the years before of things that become imbalanced which then overflows that rain barrel that then leads to disease. And so once a year you run these, and then for you, you know, I'm not going to have you rerun your stress, mood, and metabolism hormones test again because it was great. We don't need to run the whole thing. We could run a single marker of vitamin D if we wanted to, or most likely just we know that 2,000 IUs is going to get you up to that healthy level or a little bit extra time in the sun four days a week. The omega-3, we're going to rerun that just to make sure you're optimal. So like most of these labs, we, for you, we only need to run once a year. For the ones where we need to make sure we optimize those levels, we'll run them about 12 to 16 weeks after we begin a specific protocol built for you to ensure we're at that optimal level. And then after that, once a year. Awesome. And if someone couldn't afford all five of them, tell us your top three in order of, of what they would do. Or is it individual for what that person's going through? So if they actually chat with a health coach, and we offer that, you know, but if you if you speak with a health coach, then they'll tell you which one is most important and in what order based on your symptoms. Kind of like we were talking about earlier, the autoimmune, the digestive issues, the bloating, the gas, not being able to eat many foods. All right, bacteria and parasites stool test. Yes, it's not part of our big five, but for you, it makes a lot, like the, for that person, it makes a lot of sense. For you, it doesn't make a lot of sense. You have no symptoms of a parasite. You don't have the bloating, the gas, the digestive issues. It's a stool test. It's a three-day stool sample. You take a small sample of stool each day for three days. Most people don't like to do that, but to be honest, it's the very best test for that. And so you do what you have to do. It's not a big deal. Um, but we don't include that as part of the big five also because most people don't want to run it, uh, to be truthful. Mm -hmm. okay. But you do what you have to do. That's the important thing. Yes, yep. So... In terms of like what to do, you know, lab-wise, the big five is always what's recommended. It's what I do myself. It's what I give to my mom and dad. It's what we use in our private practice. We've been doing this for well over a decade. We've run hundreds of thousands of labs, probably hundreds of thousands of big five, you know, bundles. But the next level down would be the starter kit. And the starter kit is two labs. It's your hair test and the urine test. And that tells you your gut function, mitochondrial function, all your vitamins, all your minerals, and your heavy metals. So that's, that's phenomenal as well. That's half the price of the big five labs. It's actually less than half the price. And then one of the first ones, and I know that we're offering something for your community at stephencabral.com forward slash Ambrosini, and that's going to be a 
intro lab. And it's going to be something just to get started so that people can begin to actually test their levels with one single marker if they chose to. And that is the minerals and metals test that we spoke about, where you were a little elevated on your mercury and a little bit on that aluminum as well. So it's wherever people want to start. You know, we're going to be there to support them and uh, they can choose actually what's best for them. Yes, I love that. So good. And I've been on this journey since 2010. And I have been sharing this information with my parents since then. So almost 13 years, right? Now, they have just both done the big five labs, which I am so excited about. I am so excited. I've been wanting them to do this for so long. And I'm so excited that they are doing it. I cannot wait to see their results. Because I'm like, I just am so fascinated with, you know, what's going on for them, especially like my mom as well. I'm like, does she have high mercury from having those feelings? Like, I am so interested to see her labs and for them to go on a protocol to really optimize because there are some things for them that aren't right, you know, the energy and things like that. So I'm really excited for them. I've been talking about it for so long. I am so excited for them to get their results. And One of the many awesome things about you is that you have trained other people to basically do what you do because you can't do what you do for all the people that want to work with you. So you have trained people to become health coaches and basically read these labs and give you protocols like what you do for me, which I think is amazing. And you've got an incredible program called the Integrative Health Practitioner Certification. So you can actually become an integrative health practitioner. So you can become your own healer. You can do, there's level one and there's level two. Level one, you can, you know, become your own healer, can read your labs, can do this for you and your family. And then level two is you can become certified and you can start a career as a certified integrative health practitioner and you can see clients which I think is awesome. So I love that you have created this. I have had so many of my friends do your program and become integrative health practitioners and they love it. They have thriving careers. They are so happy. They love that they can read their own labs. They love that they can help clients thrive. And I just think that's such a beautiful thing that you offer. You offer so many things, but one of the things in particular is this integrative health practitioner certification. So I absolutely love that you have created this. It's awesome. And you, like I said, cannot see every single person. So many of my friends and people in Holy Mama and my Natural Mama Facebook group who want to work with you can't. So they get to go to one of your top health coaches, which I absolutely love. So do you want to talk just a little bit about IHP and have I missed anything? No, I appreciate you bringing it up. And and that is the goal. So in my practice, uh, we've seen now well over a quarter of a million people, close to 300,000. Every year, we run somewhere around 100,000 lab tests. And so I'm able to oversee a team of about 20 people where we have all the labs come in. And I can work on the hardest cases that we may not have, have, have seen before. Now, typically by now, we've seen all cases, you know, there's not too many nuances around that, but we can work on some of the newer things that we may have seen. And that's a great way for me to be able to help the coaches. And of course, I still have, you know, private clients. I still, obviously, I'm working with you. Um, That's, you know, public knowledge. I don't talk about my, you know, private wellness clients, but it is something that I'd love to do. I'm a practitioner. It's what I'd love to do. But I I feel as I'm a teacher as well. I've always loved to teach. And so for me, It's never been about, oh, I I have to work with every client. It's not about that. If I can teach, we have 5,000 integrative health practitioners right now. Some of them use the knowledge for just themselves and their family. And that's what it was built for. Others go on to create a career. Some work two hours a day, 10 hours a week. And they work with, you know, five to 10 clients a week. That's amazing as well. And they do it virtually from anywhere in the world. Just we're talking over video here, right? So that's a great thing too. And they can then order their own big five. They can run their own labs and they get to learn how to read those results. And that's what I believe that you should not give your power away to your doctor. It's very important that you know about your body, how it works. So if something doesn't feel right, that you can have an 
at least educated guess as to what might be off. And you can start to at least know the right questions to ask. And that to me is what it's all about. So this is what I want, yes, for our community, for integrative health practitioners. We want to get to a community of 10,000 people because if you think about it, 10,000 people, and if they've only worked with about 100 people or so, I mean, we're affecting millions to tens of millions of individuals and then all the people that it affects in their life. Like you learned about health and now you're sharing it with your parents. Well, we hope that a lot of people do that, right? But I also want this living, breathing thing for my daughters. They're eight and 10 years old. So maybe one day they'll study this, then they can learn about their body to a greater degree and they can run their own labs with their kids as well one day. Of course, I'll be here. I'll be there to help them, but I want to empower them with that same feeling. So yeah, this is, to me, this is one of my favorite things to do. If not, my favorite thing is to teach others how to heal themselves and then go on to heal others. And as you said, that's the Integrative Health Practitioner Institute. Yeah, it's just so empowering. So I can get my labs. Like when I get the emailed lab results, I understand them. I can see what's going on. They're not just all numbers and mumbo jumbo for me. Like for my parents, when they get the labs, they're not going to know what any of that means. But I can read my labs and I can go, okay, cool, that's interesting. And then I have a conversation with you and we go even deeper. But just having that knowledge for myself, it's so empowering. We are taking back our health. We're taking back our life into our own hands. We're not handing it over to a doctor who doesn't really know the whole picture for you. So I find it incredibly empowering and that's what I want, you know, and, and I will teach Bambi. I want to teach her. I want to be like, okay, let's look at this. Look at mommy's results here. Look at this. This is what I had. These were my results after I gave birth to you. Like just, I think it's such empowering information. And I'm so glad that you have created the Integrative Health Practitioner Certification to teach people how to do this. It's so good. So thank you. I love it. Um, I'm going to link to it in the show notes. I'm going to link to the big five tests. I'm going to link to everything, your podcast, your incredible book, The Rain Barrel Effect, which is a game-changing book. It's very digestible, easy to read. It's a book that I feel like needs to be in every school. I feel like it's a book that every human being needs to read. I've just given it to my dad. I'm like, dad, read this. It's so good. I will link to all of your amazingness, the Integrative Health Practitioner Certification. I actually have an incredible offer for anyone who does sign up using my link, which I'll link to in the show notes. You can go to melissaambrosini.com forward slash IHP, and you can get three bonuses when you enroll through that link. You get my business bootcamp, which is a powerhouse online business training, and that's valued at almost $1,000. My signature wellness program, Get Your Glow On. And then another program, a masterclass program that I created called How to Turbocharge Your Business Using Social Media, and that's valued at $197. And you get those three bonuses when you enroll at melissaambrosini.com forward slash IHP. And for the big five tests and all of Stephen's products, go to melissaambrosini.com forward slash E-L, E for elephant, L for love. That's melissaambrosini.com forward slash E-L. For all Dr. Stephen Cabral's products, protocols, everything, it is all there. I really hope everyone got a lot out of this. This has been so fun. Is there any last parting words of wisdom or anything that you wanted to share? It's just one more thing that I wanted to share, and it, it has to do with your children or your parents or the people that don't really know about natural health in general, and they're a little skeptical, because we know that most people are when they're first introduced to anything outside of their conventional medicine doctor, is that when you show someone a lab result, it's hard to deny. So once you see it, you can't unsee it, and you're willing to. You're more likely to then make the change. So if your parents ever came back with that high mercury, they may then start to do infrared sauna. They may want to start doing a heavy metal detox. They might actually change that because you see that you have high mercury and you know that high mercury is an oxidative stress in the body. And the same with my daughters. I show them their food sensitivity test. And I said, listen, you're sensitive to gluten. And it's not that I want you to be sensitive to gluten, but you know when you eat this, it can start to upset your stomach. It can start to cause maybe a little bit of skin rash. And they say, okay, I see it. And I said, listen, there's nothing wrong with you. This is just a food you're sensitive to. 
I'm sensitive to coconut. Everybody has a little bit of a sensitivity. But the nice thing is, we have easy substitutes. We can use other types of breads or things like that, and they get it. And so this is, again, it's empowering. It's not meant to be disempowering. It's not meant to feel like you're missing out on anything in life. It's just to say, no, there are levels to health. And the more that you optimize your body, the more energy, the more vitality, and the more love you have for life. And so that's what we hope to share with people. So thank you again for having me on. I appreciate it. Thank you. This is your fourth time on the show, which is just amazing. I think you're now beating Nick. So <laughs> we have to retire me soon. That's going to be it. We can't retire Nick, but we'll retire me. <laughs> no, no, no. We love having you on the show. And I'll link to the four other episodes where you've been on, where we've spoken about vegan, paleo, low carb, and high carb. We've spoken about how I quit alcohol in 2010. And we've also had another episode, The Ultimate Guide to a Healthy, Happy Pregnancy and Baby. So I'll link to those three episodes in the show notes as well. Stephen, you're always welcome on my show. I absolutely love having you in my life. You're a dear friend. I love all the work you're doing. Is there anything that we can do to help and serve you today? That's it. I mean, just keep, if you learn about health and it works for you, share it with someone else. That's really the natural health community. That's the global health community that we're trying to create. You have all the links on your page. People will be able to find my podcast, which is a daily show, The Cabral Concepts, my book, IHP, Labs. And so if we can help in any way, just let us know. And uh, once again, I appreciate you. I thank you. And uh, obviously, I'm super grateful to have you and Nick in my life as well. Oh, thank you so much. And yes, your podcast is incredible. I am constantly sending episodes to different people, no matter what they've got going on in their life. I'm like, okay, someone will message me about a thyroid thing. I'm like, listen to this episode. Someone will message me about chronic fatigue. I'm like, listen to this episode. So your show is incredible. I highly recommend adding it to your daily listening. Subscribe to the show. It's so good. And I'll put it in the show notes as well. And just dive into everything that Stephen has to share. He is a wealth of knowledge and doing such great and incredible things in the world and really does care. So thank you so much for being here. Beautiful human, you are wonderful and I will speak to you very soon. That was so much fun. I really hope that you got a lot out of this conversation and are inspired to take your health to the next level. Go and check out the big five tests. You can do that very simply by going to melissarambrosini.com forward slash big five, B-I-G five. And you will be taken straight to those tests that you can get. They get sent to your house. You can do them in the comfort of your own home. You ship them back and then you get your results and have a consultation. Super easy. And you can do it all from the comfort of your own home. So I really hope that this has inspired you to take your health and your family's health to the next level. And don't forget to check out IHP as well. And that's at melissaambrosini.com forward slash IHP. And for everything else that we mentioned, check out the show notes, melissaambrosini.com forward slash 516. And if you got a lot out of this conversation, please subscribe to the show and leave me a review on Apple Podcasts, because that means that we can inspire and educate even more people together. And it also means that all of my episodes will just pop up in your feed so that you never have to go searching for a new episode. I have a question for you. Did you like this episode? Come and let me know on Instagram at Melissa Ambrosini and tell me what you got from this episode. If you liked it, I would love to hear your key takeaways. Now, before I go, I just wanted to say thank you so much for being here, for wanting to be the best, the healthiest and the happiest version of yourself and for showing up today for you. You rock. Now, if there's someone in your life that you can think of that would really benefit from this episode, please share it with them right now. You can take a screenshot, share it on your social media, email it to them, text it to them, do whatever you've got to do to get this in their ears. And until next time, don't forget that love is sexy, healthy is liberating, and wealthy isn't a dirty word.